if you're called upon to do this work, um, you're really important, especially now. Grand Rising, welcome, welcome, welcome to Transmissions of the Heart. We are so excited that you're able to join us. We have a very memorable guest, Nikki Nickerson. Um, but before we get started, we are going to start off with prayer. Thank you. High honors to our uplifted ancestors and guides, fierce protectors and skilled healers. Please stand with us, be with us at all times and guide us along this journey with a level head and open heart. We are root of your root, we are soil of your soil, we are bone of your bone, and we are flesh. Not deaf to our sincere cries, not blind to our honest plea. Thank you for being the whisper in our ears that protects and guide us along this divine journey called life. Ashe. Ashe, Ashe, Ashe. Welcome, Nikki. So happy to have you. We have Nikki Nickerson. Uh, she is with uh, Beautiful Souls, um, uh, what is it called? Beautiful Soul Aura Photo. And she is a aura and energy specialist. And I just want to tell a little story about uh, Nikki, because uh, most of my guests that you see here on the show actually know. All right. So Nikki, we met in Atlanta uh, traveling with um, Ladies of the Light. We were doing a, a retreat there. And so with every retreat, we love to get our aura picture done. And we love to get our aura done by someone who looks like us. Like we actually seek out someone that looked like us. And I found her online, right? So I was going through Instagram and I was like, what? How We need someone special, right? And I came across Nikki's page and I'm like, this is the one. And uh, when we showed up to her office, it was nothing but a... It was by divine design. Uh, we showed up. Nikki has this beautiful energy, um, this really nice space, very comforting. Comforting. It's always uncomfortable when you are getting your aura reading done because you don't know what's going to show up on the photo. <laughs> but, you know, you know, yeah, well, let me see. Let me see. But she did a very good job, like keeping us relaxed and letting us go one by one and letting us do photo shoots inside her studio. So, you know, no one knows Nikki better than she knows herself. So, Nikki, could you please um, introduce yourself and let us know who you are and what you do and just whatever you would like to mention at this time? Sure. Um, I am a student of life. Um, it's so funny because so, so often when you ask somebody who they are, the first thing they do is tell you what they do. And um, <laughs> it's like a fraction of the person. And, it, and yeah. it's something that comes up so often um, in my practice because along with the aura photos, I do what's called a live energy reading. And, yeah. um, you know, people come in and we basically have a conversation while their energy is being monitored and we can see it on the screen. And so the first thing I'll say is tell me a little bit about yourself. And they, they go, I'm a, and then <laughs> career. Yeah. I'm a mother and I have X number of children. And then they proceed to tell me all about their kids. And I'm like, wait, wait, <laughs> <laughs> tell me about you. Um, you know, who were you before? Who are you now? 
Um, and then the conversation gets really interesting because usually it's a little bit of quietness and then a, a thought. So same for me. Um, mm -hmm. I um, was born and raised in the Bronx, New York. And um, people always go, really? Yes, really. If I get very angry, you will see it. But <laughs> usually... <laughs> Usually I'm pretty thin. Um, I'm, you know, I, I was born January 18th and I was actually looking at this birthday book earlier and that's the day of childlike fancy. And I think that that's mm. a wonderful way to kind of put it all in a nutshell is that I'm just this exciting kind of blend of contradictions. Um, I am very childlike in my level of curiosity and the way that I approach certain things. Um, and I have this joy that usually kind of peters out by the time it's my age. But for me, um, I'm so grateful that that's not been the case. And um, I just enjoy, I, I, I'm, I'm constantly in evolution. So if I tell you who I am right now in 10 minutes, it won't even be true anymore. Um, <laughs> like our aura photos, right? You know, it's it's so fun. Yeah, because and and I love the aura photos, and I love doing the energy readings because for the first time, you're able for a first time for a lot of people, you're able to actually see how quickly our energy changes, and yes. thus how quickly we're capable of change, our mm -hmm. movements, everything. And so, um, who I am today is a really joyous person. I'm, I'm so happy to be here and to be doing this interview with you. I've been looking forward to it all week. And, um, you know, that's it. I, I, I'm the owner of Beautiful Soul or Photography. I opened last March and um, it's grown super, super quickly. And I'm very grateful for that. I was doing uh, traditional photography prior to that. And prior to that, I was a uh, deputy, well, I was director of privacy and compliance for LexisNexis. And so I've lived like a zillion lifetimes. Every, you know, every few years, it's a complete about face and I'm on to the next thing. Um, and I love that it's given me such a wide cross section of people in my life. And um, I, I, you're like the fly on the wall that just kind of gets to visit with different people and experience different things and then I'm on to something else but it's never boring it's never the same day um I love the work that I do it's such a blessing I get to meet people like Sarah I get um to be a teeny tiny uh, stop on someone's metaphysical journey and that's such an honor and a blessing to be part of someone learning more about themselves and to kind of be able to provide some additional information or be a resource. So that, those are the things I enjoy most about my work. And I guess that's a big part of me. So I guess I shouldn't tell people, don't tell me what you do. <laughs> right. <laughs> um, I love it. And I love everything that you do. Uh, we need to know um, energy. Energy is so important. That's that's life, energy and vibration. If we didn't have that, we wouldn't be alive. Yeah, um, it's everything. It's part of everything. It comes yes. up in different parts of our um, discussions with people because often we'll talk about relationships and things like that. And um, we'll say, I was friends with or I had this relationship and then all of a sudden we didn't. It just yes. seems don't know what happened and I explain often that you know it's frequency it's if you imagine that your life's a journey and you're in a car and you're driving along 
at certain points, certain people are out of range. Their frequency, mm-hmm. you know, just falling out from yours. And it doesn't mean that anything's wrong with them. It doesn't mean that anything happened between you guys. Just the frequency changed and um, you're, you know, you're in a different part. And that doesn't mean that it won't come back around. You know, frequencies expand just like radio stations, you know, yes. a radio station that was a local station could become a national station and you could have access to it again. And then sometimes they just don't. And it's a wonderful memory and you really enjoyed it while it lasted and you enjoyed the connection. And, you know, there's no love you know there there's no love lost or you know any anger between the two people they just you know just happens that's right yeah because hence this interview right now like it's on a frequency there's no wires plugged into anything and if it wasn't a vibrational match we would not be able to have this conversation (laughs) i think we forget about that and right it wouldn't be a good conversation nobody would want to listen to it it'd be just what we were talking about right before we came on you said we're gonna go over these questions and i was like i didn't even read them (laughs) (laughs) because i i trusted the conversation i didn't want to be heard for it i just wanted to be like all right right we doing this we do, I love it the answer at the same time <laughs> you know, I, I love that because uh most of the time I show up and uh people love what we do and I always go I have no idea what I'm doing <laughs> you know right. it's not like it's all planned out and I've made this perfect schedule I just you just gotta trust and know that spirit is going to guide you you know I, I never really overly prepare for anything well because um, because spirit will be yes. like yeah chick so okay. right that was cute but we're not doing that spirit is a jokester he's a prankster he will come and whisper stuff in your ear when you're supposed to be serious he'll be over there cracking up like spirit's not fun that is not fair it does not play fair no not at all and um so you know what you are absolutely right about that and people always say i can't believe you said that because if you say that people are going to think you don't you really don't know what you're doing because i don't You know, I really don't. I just kind of go with the flow. You kind of trust, right? No, um, I fully think that we're prepared. You know, if you if you want to find faults or you want to find someone lacking or you want to say that they should know yes. more, then you will. You You're going to find it. You know, that's just... So once I kind of let go of that and I realized that there are some people that are looking to be unhappy or looking like something or looking to find fault with something. There mm-hmm. always be those people and we can't please everybody. It's not our job to. That is so true. Uh, how did you, uh, <laughs> you was look, was look like, how did you, <laughs> yes. How did you, how did you get this way? Like, um, can you tell us a little bit about your journey to you, to where you are right now. Um, how did you get here? Because most of the time we're on our journey and the place that we're in right now, we never expect it to be, right? We have this idea of, like we spoke about earlier, of, oh, I'm going to do this and I'm going to get this and I'm going to get this degree and I'm going to get a degree in business. That was me. And then I'm going to do this and I'm going to hold a briefcase. And, and Spirit was like... <laughs> yeah, Spirit was like about that yeah about that that was really cute is like your snarky best friend that's like (laughs) you have plans but like forget them right forget them them. they're not important but that's right spirit Spirit has no 
no care about um, what you had planned or what you thought should happen or would happen. No. Mm -mm. Um, how did I get here? Uh, it has been a crazy journey. Um, I grew up in the Bronx in New York and I grew up across the street from the county courthouse and the prisoners from Rikers Island um, oh, wow. would be parked in buses in front of my apartment building in the morning. So when you would leave for school, they're bus full of prisoners telling you how great you look in the morning. You know, I mean, it's a wonderful boost to your confidence. But, um, <laughs> <laughs> you look that <sighs> every morning. If on one morning you fall off, they'll let you know that too. Yeah. No, so you got to respect the honesty. Sis. You got to respect the honesty. So, um, you know, uh, so it, it was an interesting childhood and, and it was, like I said about myself, it was so full of contradictions because um, I came from a really great, very loving middle-class family. Um, we grew up in the Bronx and it was kind of in, in the seventies. So it was during that period of transition. Um, it was a very Jewish neighborhood. It was kind of turning brown. The Jewish people were leaving. And um, so a lot of, there were a lot of court people and resource people in the area because they all worked at the courthouse. So um, it was just this weird kind, and two blocks from Yankee Stadium. So it was this, this like little experiment, I guess. I don't know how else to put it. It's just this wonderful community of very, very different people. And um, so you were allowed to be yourself because, you know, no one really, it wasn't really clearly defined that you had to be any one type of way because there were so many people at that time, you know, it was not, it was a neighborhood in transition. So it wasn't all people that looked and acted like me or, you know, or what have you. And New York's like that anyway. Like you could live right next door to whoever, whatever, and, and everybody gets along. So I, I grew up in that atmosphere and um, wanting to be a lawyer, having been uh, to the courthouse so many times, I used to go and watch trials and I wanted to be a lawyer. Or rather, I liked the way that people responded when I said I wanted to be a lawyer. <laughs> I don't yeah, know if yeah. I ever particularly wanted to do legal work, but I liked the way people's faces lit up when I said that's what I wanted to do. And so I set about doing that. I, um, you know, applied to college, went to college, got in, um, went to paralegal school before I went to law school because yeah, let's just make sure I want to do it. And went on a couple of interviews um, for paralegal work. And people were like, yeah, we're not going to hire you because you are going to see in a couple of months what we see right now, which is that you'll never be happy being a paralegal. You should just go on and go to law school. Mm -hmm. This isn't for you. All right. So I went to law school. I finished. And I didn't love it. I did not love it. I didn't, I didn't love law school, um, you know, and then you figure, well, this is just school. I'm going to graduate and then I'm going to do the work and I'll love the work. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Didn't love it. So now I've invested this time and this money. And so society says that you then have to do the work. And um, I had my son, like right as I was graduating law school and he was, uh, he had very severe asthma when he was little. And so I stayed home for a little bit in between school and working. And um, 
when I decided to go back to work, I I don't really think practicing is for me. I think I'll go and try uh, corporate work. And I worked for a company that did background investigations and stuff like that. And for a while it was cool because um, it was right after 9-11. There were so many um, background checks to run. It was very purpose-driven work for me. I had lost a cousin to workplace violence. And so mm. doing pre-employment background screening was really huge for me. I felt like, okay, this is important work that needs to be done. Um, and so for a while I was motivated to do it. And then after a while I would walk into the office and I would already be calculating how many sick days I had, whether yeah. I had to be there for the full day. And then it went from that to driving to work and being in the parking lot and being like, calling out from, from my car hey! <laughs> and turning around and leaving. And that's when you know it's over. <laughs> it's like, it's like, okay, just go and let them know. And so we were going through a, whatever number of merger acquisition or what have you. And uh, we were able to work it out where I was able to leave and, um, mm -hmm. and you know, it, it worked out for everybody. And I started a photography business and, and I enjoyed doing that work for a while. And it led to me doing, in order to supplement, I started doing brand ambassador work, which I had never heard of. And if you've never heard of it, you should Google it. And if there's an agency near you, sign up. It's wonderful work. Um, you basically are representing various brands. You might represent Coca-Cola at an event and, mm -hmm. you know, they pay decently. They pay $20 an hour. And so it was a great way for me to supplement while I was running my own business. And um, eventually it led to an opportunity to do that work full time. And uh, I worked with some really great people doing that. And then the pandemic happened. Mm. Um, I, for all of that time, have been on this metaphysical journey um, getting to know myself you don't realize um, how many codependent habits you might have mm -hmm. you are taking on responsibility for yourself and for everyone else and yes. um, so often your personality and everything kind of gets buried beneath everything else and mm -hmm. um, you're just kind of playing a role that you've created for yourself um, and I just, I wasn't happy. I was inordinately unhappy. And um, I went through a divorce and um, that was really difficult because I had a young son who was about, um, about 12 or 13 as we were divorcing. And um, it was a really difficult time. But mm -hmm. I had realized that um, I woke up in the morning and I was doing something and I looked in the mirror quickly, you know, and I was startled and I realized that I thought that there was someone in the room and it wasn't as me. <laughs> yeah. Oh, so you, you, I'm sorry, you said you thought someone was in the room? Yeah, I didn't recognize myself. Like I saw myself oh. from a distance in a mirror and when you normally see yourself, you easily recognize, oh, that's just me, you know? Right. But it just, like, it caught my attention, and I was like, who is that, you know? And, and, and I looked at mm. it, and, you know, it's just like, I don't even mm -mm. know myself. Like, I really needed to 
sit down and get to know myself and to to get to and I had met my ex-husband god bless him I met him the day after my 19th birthday and so Mm. literally we had grown together and we you know we were both only children and Mm -hmm. um, he is one of the best people and um, I'm so fortunate and so blessed for our relationship and for everything that came of it Um, and and that he you know that throughout the years that we've been able to carve out a friendship for ourselves yes um i'm I'm so inordinately grateful for that and and um you know that we're able to work together and parenting our son and and all of that but it was a really difficult time like no one wants to feel like anything let alone something as important as um you know being a parent and a wife and all of those things and um i had completely lost myself I um, had met him right after a string of losses. My dad died when I was 13. And every year after that, I had had like a major loss. It's going, you know, and that's going on during one of the most important developmental times of your life. And so you're dealing with this massive grief as you're Mm -hmm. developing. And so it kind of stunts a lot of your development because a lot of it is just numbing yourself so that you can get from one Thing to the next and yeah. so um I was discovering myself while married and in my you know and, and within the confines of that relationship and it, it was difficult because I wasn't the same person he had met I, I just really wasn't I had been so stunted by the experiences that I had had and in survival mode that as I started to kind of heal and come out of it and you know, figure things out for myself. One, as you start a spiritual journey, you know that that can lead to a major depression. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yes. Oh my God, what is happening? What happened? <laughs> so there was that going on, and discover, and, and so you know, coming through that, I was like, oh my gosh, this is who I used to be. Like before all of these things happened, this is who I used to be. And having that discovery and leaning into that made me less and less who I had been when he first met me. And and just needing to kind of have the space to explore that and grow and and develop that without the confines and the responsibilities of being a wife and, was a really difficult decision to make and then Mm. you know so we got divorced and life went on and then a few years ago I was diagnosed with breast cancer and Mm. um, and it was I found it through self-exam so I want to just pause real quick and say I hope that everybody that's watching and that you are doing your monthly self-exams um there are models that your doctor may have that allows you to feel the breast and actually feel what a lump would feel like. Because so many people say, I don't know, I don't know what I'm feeling for. Mm-hmm. So, um, doctors do have models. So you have to ask them, hey, you have a breast model so that I could see what a lump could feel what might feel like. Um, but do that for yourself because it was only because a doctor had shown me maybe 10 years before on a model that I recognized it when I felt it and mm-hmm. was able to be like, Oh, it doesn't feel right. I think I should go and see. And so I caught it at stage zero. I had to have a double mastectomy. 
and um, several surgeries, but I didn't have to do chemo or radiation. Um, I was really, really fortunate, uh, but it's still a life-changing experience, you know, mm -hmm. um, major surgeries, lots of recovery and um, dealing with your body being completely different, mm -hmm. you know, and, and with you not being exactly the same as you were before. Um, uh, so a lot of that caused a lot of introspection just curiosity about things, wanting to learn more about breathing, exercises, breath work, um, meditation, yes. all those kinds of things. And as I explored things, I just kind of started meeting the people that would make up my tribe. And that's been such a blessing. Um, I've met all kinds of practitioners and just people on their own journey. Mm -hmm. And um, sisters. So many sisters. I, yes. I feel like constantly my tribe is expanding and I meet people and I constantly have the feeling that I've known them for a very long time. Uh, I go, I get to go on retreats with people. And, you know, when you are with someone during one of the most transformational experiences that they have, it immediately mm -hmm. creates a bond. And so I'm so blessed that I have so many sisters now. Um, yes. And, and I don't use the word lightly. I know that um, people are like, well, how many sisters can you have? <laughs> <laughs> you know, I don't use it as lightly as it sounds. Um, right. I, I really am sharing these really amazing experiences with people. And so there are points of reference that only the two of us may have. That creates a bond that is not unlike a familial bond. And it really has to be recognized as such. I'm so blessed for the women that have come into my life, and quite a few men too. But uh, most of this work, as you know, attacks yeah. women. So, yeah. Yes. Yeah. You know, sis, I'm the same way. I have a lot of sisters as well, and I do not take it lightly. I love my sisters. I tell them I love them. I'm not shy. I don't shy away from that. <laughs> yeah, you know, you know, and it really is a sisterhood. These are people yes. I have into my home. I don't take that lightly either. Um, right. The people that I have into my home that, um, you know, that have come and stayed with me, like, you know, whatever, because it really is a, a bond way beyond um, just, I met this woman one time and we had a great conversation. It's, it's not that, it's something so much deeper than that. Because I do yeah. have those too. I do still meet people that I meet and have great conversations with, and that those are not people I refer to as my sisters. I meet people, and you can, whenever my friends see it in a painting or anything, they'll get it from me and they'll bring it to me. Yes. And, um, so it kind of just became synonymous that that's the way that I write it, and that when people see it, they um, <laughs> show it to me and bring it to me. So when I decided to do the aura photography and I was trying to think of a name um beautiful soul came uh came to me because I think that it's such a message of empowerment because to mm -hmm. say beautiful but by saying be you because, yes you know just be yourself and that in itself is beautiful that's yes really of that and I think that especially now with all the filters and the lipo and, and 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 mind you i'm not speaking ill of any of these things we all want to feel beautiful on days that we don't and we you know and there's lots of things to be done to improve oneself and if you want it and that's what you want to do then that's great um 
but I think that the the uh, focus has become mm-hmm. so much on what we look like. Um, even people that do this kind of work, we were joking around right before the both of us. Right, I was thinking being, about that. <laughs> not being makeup people, and, right? Um, you know, so when you start doing this kind of work, you got to be like, well, if I don't put some mascara on, they're not going to be able to see my eyes, and I'm going to look this way. So mm-hmm. you know. There are so many things right now um, that demand that we do take notice of our appearance that mm-hmm. it's easy to fall into the rabbit hole of, oh, I don't want to put content out there because I don't look as great as so-and-so, or I have a really great message. Spirit gave me this really great message, but I'm not in a wonderful locale, so now I can't share my message. I got to save it so I eat it. Like, it just yeah, that's a lot. And um, so, you know, with people like me, what winds up happening is I just don't put anything on it. <laughs> you know, right. I'll repost whatever you put, you know. Right. Um, and so this year I'm working on that and working on putting out more content and sharing more about the work that I'm doing because it is so impactful for so many people. It's just kind mm-hmm. of a double-edged sword because it's so personal and impactful that in the moment, I don't think, and nor would I want to be a person or be like, hold that thought. Right. <laughs> no, but um, I'm trying to find a happy medium where mm-hmm. I can capture and share some of the moments that I get to experience because they are beautiful moments. And yes. if for no other reason, and to just show the beauty and diversity of humanity, I would love to capture more of it and share more of the moments that I'm, I'm able to be privy to. Um, literally, I have people of all age, like young teens that come in for their uh, live energy reading or, or yeah. photo, um, up to octogenarians that come in and are just kind of reviewing their life. Mm-hmm. And that is such a beautiful experience to have somebody share so many, um, so many experiences that they've had throughout their lifetime, and just really be open and and share details of their life that they may not have ever uttered before. So yes, that's the space that I get to be in with people. It's a really, really safe space. I work really hard at creating um, an environment where people feel safe and they're able to come in and share and tell people, you know, it will tell me, not people. Me. Right. <laughs> you are we because you are your ancestors. So it's a we. <laughs> I know we, we contain multitudes. I tell people that all yes. the time. Like who comes forth depends on, on who you ask it for. <laughs> That's true. That's true. <laughs> but, it depends um, on the energy. Yeah, man. My ancestors, I don't know. Some of them real gangster. Y'all might not want to that sometimes you need those people though we need oh, those boys. they show up they show up and show out and i'm like Ooh. right since have you ever had one of them moments this is kind of off off cuss but where you have the moments where you uh feel yourself feeling a certain type of way about something but your natural self would never even take it that seriously you'd be like what is that must be the ancestors because i wouldn't even care about this i wouldn't even yeah because some things will happen and i'll be like why am I so kind of just amped up today, aren't I? Right. Um, energy right. Why is this happening? I'm like, who is coming through right now? Because they will get crumb real quick. Like 38 hot. Just like, oh wow. <laughs> this is not going with our Zen guys. Right. This is not, please. You Send know. me someone else. <laughs> um 
how you know what? At at one point, we always just know, right? Um, when did you just know that, or what sparked the idea of you going into um, aura photography? Um, okay, so when I was younger, I could see auras, but I didn't know it. I didn't, oh. well, I didn't know that other people didn't see them. Okay, so I won't say that I didn't know that I could see them. I didn't know that that wasn't a thing that everybody was experiencing. It, right, you thought it was normal. <laughs> right, so I was just like, oh, so, you know, like, it's like if you grew up in a family with domestic violence, you don't know that everybody else not getting their ass beat. Like <laughs> that that's true. No, that's true. Seriously. You know what I mean? It's one of yeah. those things. I thought everybody could see it. And I believe I asked a question one day and um I got the what you talking about? colors. <laughs> <laughs> and I was like, oh, because I can't see the colors anymore. And um it's just kind of a blank, you know. Well, what color is this? Right, right. <laughs> so I was like, oh, no, never mind. So I didn't really think about it. And then years later, I was in um, Orlando, Florida. And uh, the woman I was working with, her name was Sean. And she was into all things metaphysical. One week she'd be like, let's go and see what we're allergic to. Uh, they, they put different foods in your hand and then they're going to go like this and see if you, like, you name it. She had me. She, okay? she I love was, it. She was awesome. And she's like, come on, let's go and get our aura photographs. I'm like, yeah, okay. And I go. And when I walk in and I see the Polaroids, I'm like, wait a minute nice and so I asked a bunch of questions and I realized okay it's auras and um they took my photo and I looked at it and I was like oh this isn't right <laughs> this is you said this isn't right <laughs> this is all wrong <laughs> what, what is this I said how could this be wrong right and he was just like oh and get the, the the lady that had done the photo because this is the person that hands you everything. This isn't the reader, right? Right, right. Besides her, um, I need to ask some questions. And so I was like, I don't feel like this belongs to me. So what's the situation in which that might be accurate? And right. talked about it a little bit, and she was like, Well, you might be really, really sensitive to energy. And, mm -hmm. um, I said, okay, well, what does that, you know, what does that look like? What does that entail? What have you? And she's like, well, if you're really sensitive to energy, then you've picked up a lot of other people's energy and that's probably what's showing up in the photograph. So oh, yes. take a shower, you know, come back tomorrow and try not to interact with anybody and we'll redo it. Because this is like, cell phones are just starting to happen. Like it's not, mm -hmm. a, you know, so I go back the next day and, um, it was a color that I used to see when I was little. And I hadn't told them what color because I wasn't like, oh, it should be this color. And then I'll come right. back to this color. And now I'm like, is this real? So, <laughs> you know, you can't make people happy when you see what you expect to see. Right. It's because I told you yesterday. But, right. <laughs> uh, I went back and I saw what I had expected to see. And so they were like, well, what kind of day did you have yesterday? Because because it was bright green the second day. The first day, it was kind of like... Oh, yes this murky combination of colors. That's really all it, like, the only way to explain it is that- A lot of energy, like, yeah. All the colors. 
it wasn't you know it, it looked almost brownish but it was really mm. just like all the colors and so people were like well what do you do like I need to understand more and I was like oh well I worked at a domestic violence program at the time I was mm-hmm. um, writing protection orders for people and I was like and then um I had spoken to my fiance at the time um on my way here and he had told me about his day he had a really terrible day and so they're like you're very sensitive to energy and I was like mm-hmm. what does that mean you know what do you do about that and right. that really started my metaphysical journey um and then about seven years ago, I was maybe six, seven years ago, I was here in Atlanta and I went in some place that said that they were offering aura photos and it was the same lady from Orlando. What? Years ago. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. And I was just like, what? This is crazy. So she does my photo and, um, you know, I was like, oh, wow is really cool and I remembered how impactful it had been the first time and then the second time I was just like this is so cool I took my son back to do it and about a year later I went there was another place that said aura photography I went and um the person was visiting from somewhere else and they had a system similar to the one that I have now where you could see your chakras and everything and I thought yeah I love it I fell in love with it and I was just like this is like one of the coolest things I've ever seen yes and then for six years I thought about whether or not I should do it <laughs> six years <laughs> yeah yes and spirit was like so finally last year spirit was like um if you don't write them down with a date you gonna have problems so I yes wrote it down it was like uh the end of December so maybe around December 31st and I wrote down mm-hmm. the name of the system and March 31st and by March 1st I had everything that I needed wow by March 1st and then by March 31st I had signed the rental agreement for the office and it was just like all unfolding but yeah spirit was like okay so we're not gonna go back and forth with you no more Right. This, this is it. You will write this down, and we're gonna get this done, ma'am. Let's go. So, we got. We got to get moving. We got to do something. Exactly. Exactly. And but you know, I'm not like uh, unlike anyone else. I I question things. I hear messages from spirit, and mm-hmm. uh, uh, spirits' plans for my life and version of me is much bigger than mine, and it's. Yes. You know, and it's scary to me. I mean, like, like I'm, I'm, I'm getting better about it. I'm moving more in, 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 in moving more in that space, and yeah. kind of stretching and feel. I'm feeling myself unfold. Yes, the best way to, you know, I have been so closed in and folded up and everything for so long that I'm feeling myself expand. I'm literally like. It's like one of those um, those little stretchy things you used to get when you were a kid and you drop it in water, <laughs> like a claw. <laughs> but it, like, I feel like that's what's happening. Um, every day, every time I get to do the work that I do, um, every time I get to have these types of conversations, I feel myself getting stronger. I went to a retreat. Um, she retreats in, um, in Pennsylvania this year. Mm-hmm back in November and I met the most 
amazing women. And it was when I left, I felt like a battery that had been recharged. I Oh. felt my energy much stronger. Like I felt when I started doing manifestation work, I knew that everything I was manifesting was in there. And in that space after the retreat till now, um, so many things have just unfolded and so many connections have been made and plans for the year and all those kinds of things. yes Um, because that's what happens when you um, come into a collective of like, like-minded energy, um, you know, same frequency energy. Um, it really does uh, enhance your energy and it, uh, it causes it to grow and to magnify. And so then all of the, the work, And the intentions that you set um, are magnified as well. And I, I, I cannot uh, overstate the importance of gathering with your tribe and, and gathering in, um, in retreats and in different situations that give you access to people that are on the same frequency because it's when we come together that our um, frequencies are enhanced, that it becomes so much stronger, that we share these stories and experiences that um, allow us to grow without necessarily having to have all the bumps and bruises. <laughs> Yeah. Right. <laughs> right. you know, um, it's so important to have a community of people that's willing to share their, their experiences and to, um, and to share the things that they've learned and the all, you know, you can't go to every course. You can't be an expert in everything. Um, Right. and so it's so important to have members of your community that you can call on and say, hey, I have a question about this, or, Mm -hmm. uh, you know, I need X, Y, Z, or I would like to provide X, Y, Z, or I have someone that's in need of, you Right. know, things. And you know that there are um, tribe members you can call on. And it is such a beautiful thing. It creates such a loving community. It creates such a community of expansion. Yes. And um, the importance of it just can't be overstated. Like you could talk about it all day and you just scratch the surface of um, the alchemy of having um, these frequencies come together and to come together in a unified purpose. You, you cannot overstate the power of that. Right. That's that's beautiful. I was looking at the photos you guys posted and I was just like, Ah. the energy is palpable. Like the energy in those photographs is palpable and all of you in the white and everything, like the energy is palpable, but I love that you did it because it's something where someone looks at it that you cannot look at it and not feel the energy. And it just underscores exactly what we're talking about right now that Right. you have this tribe come together all of these people of different skills and talents and everything. It's magic. The alchemy of it is just Yes. crazy. And um, when, when you do different ceremonies and things in this environment, it's so Mm much more impactful than the things that we do at home than our, even our daily practices. It's so much more impactful because you have the energy and the intentions of this group lifting this thing and making in and, and, and um animating it and giving it energy it's it's yeah Whew, i love what i do i love that i get to experience that i love that i get to be a part of that i, I get to meet so many talented practitioners 
that leads ceremonies that are just too beautiful to believe. Um, mm. It's just like, it doesn't feel real. It does not feel real. Half the time when I'm doing work or I'm at a retreat or um, having these conversations, I'm just like, is this my life? <laughs> Constantly. Right. This is my life. Right. And it's something that, you know, you manifest it. You, every single breath we take, every single decision we make, every single thought we have, we're creating our, um, you know, we're creating our existence. And um, it was a couple of months ago, I was having a conversation, girlfriend and I, and um, she's like, you keep acting like you're reading a book and you're writing a book. Right. Mm -hmm. So, that just really resonated with me because so often we act like we're waiting to see what's going to happen in this movie of ours, right? Right. To see what spirit's going to do. We're waiting to see what this person's going to do or that person's going to do. When the person that has the most to do is us. Ooh. So we like waiting to see. You're waiting. Right. <laughs> the universe is like, me too. Right. <laughs> You know, so if you remember that this isn't a book we're reading, this is a book that we're writing. Yes. You think about it differently. You think about um, your thoughts differently. You think about, because, I, you know, you asked, how did I get here? I got here to this moment and to this particular stage in my life by rejecting everything that wasn't this. Mm. Like anything it, that it just didn't feel right it didn't fit it kept, felt like I had to keep forcing it um you know I kept going around and around and ending up back in the same place like anything yes. part of that it had you have to let it go and the minute that you let go of all of these things that are keeping you tied to the life that you have right now that you're wondering how to get out of everything changes the minute mm -hmm. you let go of all of those things this year was a well, this year last year twenty twenty. <laughs> I'm adjusted. I know it's like what what's today? I always be like what's today? Yeah, but twenty twenty one was definitely a year of letting go of everything that I was afraid of losing. Yes, um, I love that. I lost the relationship with my son for a good part of the year. Um, he oh. had to live with his dad, and we just we were out of frequency we weren't connecting mm -hmm. um i had after that retreat one of the things that i had been working on was um you know uh, i needed resolution from a couple of things before the end of the year and that was a big one i just i didn't want to go into this year in that space with him right um you know it worked itself out it you know the circumstances um presented themselves and gave us an opportunity to reconnect and to really um, hear one another what we each had to say and to mm -hmm. you know have some difficult conversations but um, to really get back to a good space between us and I'm so grateful for the opportunity to do that I'm so grateful for the opportunity to let go of a lot of stuff that mm -hmm. I really felt like, oh my gosh, if I don't do this, what am I going to do? If I don't have that, what am I going to do? And I mm -hmm. had to do it. <laughs> I found out what happens if you don't have it. Right. And I had to do it. And, right. and um, it's amazing how, how you adapt 
It's amazing how it makes you um, really appreciate different people and things um, in your life. Mm -hmm. Uh, And the the relationship that you create with yourself. And um, I created some playlists um, based on, because uh, one of the things I ask my clients is, do you want to listen to a song or anything to see what your energy looks like? while you're listening to the song and I get introduced to so many great songs Mm. Um, so I made like a mantra like a non-traditional mantras and affirmation songs because a lot of them are not mantras or affirmations by definition but there's something in the song that speaks to me or speaks to a particular thing and so it gets Mm -hmm. added to the playlist and so I constantly feel like I'm moving an intention now and um, that is so impactful in your life is just being in, intentional about the things that you do, the, the people that you have in your life, the types of relationships you have, um, who you want to entertain and on what level. Yes. Um, it's funny, you see all these memes now, like, you know, access to me is a privilege, but it really is access to your energy. It really is a privilege. Mm-hmm. And um, when you start acting like it's a privilege, then other people start acting like it's a privilege. Right. And, you know, when you start, stop discounting yourself and discounting your feelings and feeling that your metaphysical journey means that you always have to be the bigger person or that you have mm. to accept X, Y, and Z from a person. And that if you're not that, if you're not being someone's doormat, then that you're not, you know, a good person. You know, it's like all of these things that we tell ourselves and, and these things that, you know, these rules that we create, if you're like, where did that come from? Right. <laughs> Like some of the most spiritual people I know will tell people to step off <laughs> with greater plume. They have no problem with it. You know why? Right. Recognize that they're important too, and that their time is important, and that um, that they are a vessel of energy, and, and and are here and called to do really important work. And they don't have time for people wasting their time. No. You know, they don't have the time or the tolerance for people wasting their time. And that doesn't make them a bad person or anything like mm-hmm. that. Like I had felt for the longest time that if you weren't being nice. Right. That, um, you know, that you weren't involved and you weren't, you know, and I had to learn that, you know. You had to unlearn that. <laughs> yeah, Spirituality like, do not have a face. Nice is appropriate sometimes. Right. You know <laughs> what? Because we it's not. sometimes look, it's just not appropriate. You are absolutely correct. We have a higher yeah. self and a lower self. And sometimes I don't know who's going to show up. I it depends on the energy. Right. I'm like, y'all need to be careful who you call the for because some of us work <laughs> in the Bronx. <laughs> you know? Right, right. I might want to slip that down. You know, I was like, right. you want to connect with Zen Nikki. Like Zen Nikki's right. Really cool. I love that girl. She is just, but right. I tell you, there's a bunch of us in here. <laughs> right 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 don't don't get it twisted it, 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 it's you know people always think it's all gumdrops and rainbow and i just stand in the light all the time and i always tell people although we call ourselves ladies of the light the most work is done in the dark oh my god wrestling with those demons in the dark dark oh my gosh and a lot of people don't realize you know they feel like they handled something right they move past it that that joker is going to show back up <laughs> 
<laughs> you know, like you, you, the part of this journey is experiencing things from all sides of it. So yes. sometimes you are the perpetrator, other times you're the victim, and you know, yes. and you are allowed to experience it from all sides so that you can truly understand you know, and um, sometimes I'm off by myself in a situation and I'm angry or upset, you know, like, how could so-and-so? And then I'll have this flash of a different situation, but where I was the one that did X, Y, or Z. And I'm like, right. Okay. <laughs> All right. All right. All right. Let me I'm just going to let that one go. <laughs> let me just pipe down. <laughs> <laughs> let me let it go. I love one thing. One thing that you mentioned that stuck with me is basically writing your own book, right? Um, some people love to read books and biographies and they love to read the Bible. Whatever you're into is for you. Um, I always say, what are you writing for yourself? We always want to know about our lineage, um, our family tree, and we can't understand why Big Mama didn't write down that recipe, right? And I always tell people like, one day you're going to be Big Mama, right? And people gonna wonder why you didn't write anything down. So if you're not journaling, if you're not writing period, regardless of how you're writing things down, if it's a recipe, if it's a spell, whatever it is you wanna leave behind for your um, descendants, that we should all be in the process of creating our own Bible, quote unquote. So in that, it makes me think of um, one question I love to ask everyone is, if you were to become an ancestor right now, mm -hmm. what legacy would you like to leave behind? What would you like people to remember about you? Fortitude, I think. Yes. Um, fortitude that I didn't stop. Like there were a lot of times when it would have been appropriate. Not that, you know, women or black women in particular are really ever afforded the uh, the the grand breakdown that we are so entitled to that um, our circumstances would really entitle us to the right the the various <laughs> things that we felt with uh, would entitle us all to a hospital stay if we were to believe those movies you know from what we were right in. and it's just like oh so and so had a breakdown she's been in the hospital for so you know. Like, <laughs> Like who gets to go to the hospital for a breakdown? And never mind. Anyway, <laughs> uh, I digress. But um, I, I think that there were a lot of times that I could have broken or been broken and I wasn't right. and I didn't. And that I continued to show up, that I wasn't always perfect. Right. But I showed up even when I wasn't right, even when I, you know, didn't have the answers. I showed up and I, and I tried and I kept showing up. And I right. hope that that's what that they, you know, that, that that's what they would take away from it. And that I was a constant student, that, it, you know, I was aware that I'm not perfect and constantly, you know, working on myself and do, doing the shadow work. I'm do, I'm always willing to do the work and I'm always willing to talk about it. Um, and I think that that makes a big difference um, in people's willingness to have those conversations with you, you know, in my ability to reconnect with my son. I think yes. that, that was a big part of it. Like my ego is very low. And it's it's funny because sometimes it pops up and I'm like, oh there, there you are. Okay. Right. 
um, I have this book called The Secret Language of Birthdays. And um, oh. it's a really great, it's, it's big. I have it down here. This is the Destiny version. Oh, the secret. Okay. Can we look mine up? This is the secret language of destiny, but um, the secret language of birthdays is the one I was talking about before. And, um, you know, it talks about what are some of the things that you have to be careful of or what health things should you be aware of. And oh, it's wow. like when you have um, on my day, the day of childlike, um, childlike fancy, it says that, um, low ego is something to be you know to be aware of also because what happens with that is the need to accommodate you know it's the need to accommodate other people because you constantly feel responsible for them and so you're constantly accommodating other people and so yeah. it was something I had to really work through and um you know and become aware that okay you can love people you can support them but taking on everything for them is really unhealthy for you and it's really unhealthy for that right it's really unhealthy for that it's really unhealthy for you not to let other people handle their own stuff right you know, because you can you can actually get in the way of someone else's karma right and and in in the way of their healing yes in the way of them learning the lessons that they're supposed to get so that it'll avoid some later trauma you know what I mean? So when you stand in the way of all their little traumas, when they get big traumas, they don't know what to do. You know? That's so true. Um, that's what I, I used to be that person that, um, that you spoke about earlier who was so interested in helping others and um, assisting them to heal and I had all these tools in my medicine bag and Girl. all I want to do is ooh, what is that it is the, the language of letting oh go. the language of letting go daily meditations melody beetle what's this beetle beady beady mm -hmm. I need that yeah um, it's daily meditations on codependency when I tell you that this book is just full of little nuggets that help me get my life right that is a whole <laughs> that is a whole thing because you know that that diverts you from doing all the work that you need to do yes because because we, you're and and we think that we're, we're being wonderful people by doing this but you know what the, the fact of the matter is is that what we're doing is deflecting and not doing our own work yeah and you're only hurting yourself right you're only hurting, hurting your um and it's just, it just slows everything down. It slows down progress. It really does. So yeah. I love the fact that you said that if you were to pass right now and become an ancestor, like to know that you, you never give up, right? You always, no matter the situation, you showed up authentically as you, <laughs> you know, and you, and you, um, people chagrin. I have shown up as myself. <laughs> right. You know what? And people think, oh my God, how do you, you know, what I what I would like to ask people too is what does authenticity look like for you, right? And most of the time, it's the thing to where they're worried about how they look to other people. Just like me, like during this interview, I got all kind of falling down. But you know what? I'm not gonna give up. <laughs> That's what I'm thinking right now. Like in my head, I'm thinking this is not going as perfect as I wanted to go. I haven't planned this thing, right? 
This wasn't like it is what it is. It's cute though. Thank you. It's cute. The spirit thought so too. The spirit was like, the spirit was like, it looks very native, yeah, very native. <laughs> it's just gonna work out. It's gonna be what you know. And ninety nine percent of life is not letting these little distractions side rail you. You know, yes, just derail you, and then all of a sudden you don't get X Y Z done because it wasn't perfect. You don't release it because when you look back at it, X Y Z wasn't right. And, um, right to get really caught up with it and I told you it's still something I struggle with with in terms of creating content but mm-hmm. it's creative it's going like <laughs> look okay okay because, I, you know because I know how hard it was for me to create it you know <laughs> and so I know that um and I know that the right people are going to receive it with the spirit with which it was created that's so true okay? and that's that so was not you know that they will recognize that it's not perfect, but that this is not about perfection and that they don't mm-hmm. have to be perfect either. You right. know? So um, I think that my life really is a testimony and it's also, um, it's permission for people to be themselves. It's, yes. it's permission for you to show up as yourself and to be that to the best of your ability. And that by every time that you do that, you empower somebody else to show up as themselves. somewhere else but so many people that are just leading by example and and 
so many different aspects of life, just so many little areas where they're making an impact or just being themselves. And it gives you permission to be like, oh, well, one of the things I struggle with, and this is way off topic, but it's it's appropriate to talk about, uh, like since the double mastectomy, I can't wear a bra. And so in some shirts, that's more problematic in, uh, than, than in others. And, mm-hmm. um, you know, sometimes you'll get somebody like, oh, look at your headlights or, you know, something to that, effect, <laughs> you know, or what mm-hmm. have you. You have to remember that not everybody's had your experience. And so to them, different things represent different things. And I had to, you know, to, to really remember that and to take myself and my initial response out of it because they don't know your story. They don't know what is going on with you. They're only reacting to whatever it is that they're seeing or observing or noticing and whatever is going on in their life, right? Because that's true. That's, you know, and whatever's going on in their life that they right. need and see what's going on with you. So it, it's things like that that have made me so observant and so much more... Um, less judgmental and more forgiving of people that are because really it's a, a function of things that are going on with you. Yeah. So, um, and I've been that person. So I know what that feels like. And um, it's not fun. It's not fun. Like it, it sounds cute and be snarky and all of that kind of stuff. And I know, you know, people are so proud of being the mayor of Pettyville and all this other nonsense. But um, when I was mm-hmm. younger, the worst thing somebody could call you was petty. You know, like your grandmother calling you petty was like, and, and it was a huge insult. And now, right. um, you know, now we're in this space where people enjoy stuff like that. It's just a weird dynamic. Um, it's a really weird dynamic, but um, I try not to be too judgmental because if you live long enough, you will certainly have so many um, of those. I never thought these that I would do this. I never thought this would happen to me. I never thought, I never thought, I never thought moments. And, you know, I have stopped, you know, like, I just, I'm like, oh, I wonder why that happened. And right. Like, Girl, are you crazy? Because honestly, I'm sure that everyone has had that thought about me more than a time or two, right. <laughs> you know, and um, hey, you got to live this life and nobody else has to live it. That's the whole thing. And like, nobody else has to pay the bill. That, so, that's absolutely the truth. Yeah, you all you can, you please. know, all we can do is be ourselves, period. Well, because eventually <laughs> that person's going to show up and show yes. up. Everybody's going to be like, I thought you, I, who are you? You know, what? <laughs> and then you're going to have to go through the whole reintroducing yourself. And you have to do that so many times anyway, because like I yeah. mentioned, when I sat down, I'm not who I was an hour ago, you know? Right. <laughs> I'm constantly reintroducing myself to people. I'm like, yeah, you know, price of admission yesterday ain't going to get you in the door today. <laughs> right. <laughs> But yeah, you know, it just, it is what it is. It's as you evolve and as you get new information, you're like, hey, I'm going to put that into practice. I'm going to start now. Um, But I say, do it. I say, do it and let everybody look at you crazy because if you don't, you're always going to be in the same place and it's never the right time. Right. You You don't even, girl. You are speaking to me. I I uh, I totally get it. I totally get it. Because um, I, I used to be like, oh, you know, 
take when you're going to break up with somebody, right? You know the relationship. Right. You know it's not working, but uh, damn, it's almost the holidays. And then, oh man, <laughs> it's almost their birthday. Now it's almost my birthday and I'm almost certain they planned something, so I don't want to really be rude. Um, so I'll wait till this time. And then you turn around and it's the same time next year, right? And you, you, you so, still there. Yeah, those are the those are the the, the moments that I um, try to recognize when they're happening. Yeah, and, you know, take the bullet, you know, step off the ledge, do yeah. whatever the thing is. And um, something that's really become a standard practice for me is um, if I find that I keep finding myself in the same little circle, I'm on the same yeah. track, is doing something unexpected. Um, instead of the predicted response. So if I'm suddenly in an argument with someone and then after the argument, this happens and that happens and then this is going to happen and that's going to happen, I change one of those steps. Mm -hmm. And um, it's a very deliberate, very intentional thing. And it could just be, you know, normally there's an argument and then afterwards when we get back to the house, this, that, and the third is going to happen. So now I'm not going home. Okay, I'm not going, I'm not going back today. Right. I'm back tomorrow and you know, I'm just changing up my response in, in little ways like that. Um and that has been huge because when you mm-hmm. disrupt the cycle, even when you just step out of line, even if you're the only person that disrupts the cycle, it's still disrupted. Right. And it has to find a new resolution pattern. And um that was huge for me. I um I believe I read it somewhere, but God, girl, I got ADD. I can't even tell you. Right. Where, where <laughs> That's that okay. From. But I know that it's been so impactful to me that if there's something and I'm tired of being stuck in this pattern, I'll do something different. And um, it's been hugely impactful. That's beautiful. And that actually, you, have, you answered my next question. Um, what I normally uh, like to ask people is um, with everything that we've spoken about today, what would be a point of contemplation that you would like for people to kind of sit with and think about, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and and I think you've already answered that question in a, in a very beautiful way, but if you could think of something else, what would you want the listeners to remember and to think about and to and to ponder on? Um, at this time? I would challenge the positive vibes only um, mentality that some people have because what happens is when negative um, emotions, which are very natural, come up, uh, they feel like something's wrong. Yes. And um, so it's this suppression, 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 numbing, 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 and then hopefully it goes away and I feel like myself again. And mm. what I would challenge people to do is that when you are having less than positive feelings, getting them out in some way, writing them down, burning it, whatever you need to do, whatever that looks like for you, mm-hmm. um, getting it out because otherwise it's like it's there. You're constantly trying not to look. Right. You know, um, if you kind of get it out, then your brain's not ruminating it. Um, A lot of people look for closure and Mm -hmm. um, you're often not going to get it from the 
person that you're looking for. They're either incapable, um, they lack the capacity, they lack the mm-hmm. interest or the willingness of doing that. But you always have the ability to call someone's energy to you. Yes. And have that conversation and say the things that you need to say so that these are not the things that are rolling around and ruminating for you all of the time. Mm-hmm. So those are the, the those are two things that I would suggest. Um, the, that book, the the language of letting go, is yes. Huge. Um, and a lot of people that are called to this kind of work and that are called on this metaphysical journey are um, are codependent. Um, they mm-hmm. are caretakers. They do take on so much for so many. And um, right. this book was really helpful to me in learning to let other people's things be their things and mm-hmm. to manage my own, to call back my energy at the end of the day. Um, right. You know, to do some energy management stuff. You can use sea salt in your bathing practices and um, to help to energetically cleanse. But there's so many different um, things that we can do to, to manage our energy and to really um, to take care of ourselves. Yes. Take care of ourselves because if you're called upon to do this work, um, you're really important, especially now. And when you don't care for yourself, when you don't take care of yourself, when you don't do the work for yourself, and you're constantly sending other people energy, you're constantly um, doing all of this very draining work. Um, mm-hmm. If you're not doing the self-care things to um, bring your energy back up, then you're going to be depleted and you're not going to be of any use, not to yourself and not to anyone else. And so you won't even be able to do the work you're so proud of. So it's so important that you're pouring into your own cup. It's so important that you continue to educate yourself and to um, practice the things that you're teaching other people. It's so easy to get so tired and so drained from doing the work for others that you're not Mm -hmm. doing the work for yourself. You're not doing the things that you need to do to manifest. You're not doing the things that you need to do to affirm yourself. Um, You're not doing your own shadow work. And all of those things will start to creep back up for you and cause you a whole lot of problem and consternation that could be avoided um, if you continue to make yourself a priority. Uh, it was something I had to, to really work at and to um, give myself permission to acknowledge that I am a conduit, I'm, I'm a provider of, of, of very important services and, mm-hmm. and I don't allow myself to rest if I don't schedule myself appropriately not over schedule myself if I don't allow um, time to recover after an event if I don't do things in a certain manner then I'm not able to be my best self and I'm not able to provide what people need um, from me and what I'm here to do the work that I'm here to do and, and you have to really know that you're called upon to do some really serious work right. and um, that part of that is um, rest and restoration for yourself order for you to be able to continue to give so making time mm. to see people that feed and nourish your spirit and yes. that helps you to um to be a better version of yourself um people that are great at boundary setting like wherever you're a week finding people that are good at that thing 
um, you mm-hmm. learn just by being around them. Like I yeah. have friends that are really great at boundary setting. They can tell you no and like continue with the conversation. Like they didn't right. like it's like blinking or breathing. Yeah, no, that's not gonna work for me. And that yeah. is, right. And I will just always sit there and I'm like, she said no. but that's the thing about being around people that you really admire and that are yes. you know f- maybe further along on their journey because they walk different they talk different they breathe yes. different, and by being around them you kind of absorb some of that you mm-hmm. like you know that has been impactful you leave and you walk different you know what i mean uh <laughs> you just look, look you beautifully stated yes I, I went, the retreat that I went on in November, I met this wonderful woman named Mickey, and she has the best oh, walk wow. I've ever seen in my life. When I tell you, like, what poetry in motion, the way this woman works, like, she just looks like, it, it's, it's, and I told her, I was like, you have the best walk I've ever seen, and she was like, you know, she got a great accent, she's like, you know, um, a long time ago, Outcast had that song, and they were like, "She's like, she looks like a stallion on roller skates." And I decided <laughs> that I was gonna have a walk like that, like a stallion on roller skates. Oh. I was like, "Mission accomplished, woman!" Right, Mission accomplished because when I tell you, you cannot look away, coming or going. Um, you know, but it's 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 so cool to be around women that are completely in their power. Yes. Whether it's a walk or cooking or healing or doing whatever, that they completely are in their power. And that does not yes. mean you have it together on all fronts. No. But this little thing, they are shining like a diamond. And you get right. to, you know what I mean? <laughs> you get to see it and take a little bit of it with you and be like, I'm gonna practice my walk. Right. That that yeah, the walk, the walk is everything. <laughs> Um, it is, and you know, it's just like so. You know, you know that when you want to embody confidence, then I'm gonna do a little. You Mickey walk a certain way. That's right. I'm gonna do a little Mickey Parish. Right. I'm gonna see her in my head, and I'll be emulating it. Just, um, it's so so cool. Um, my friend Althea that I was saying, you know, she, you know, the way that she teaches things, yes. I envy her. Um, her, her ability to communicate complex information and yes. to take it into bite-sized chunks. Um, the way that she teaches um, her metaphysical courses, the retreats that she does, um, she is a blessing to so many people and yes. she lives her life so completely um, out loud and she shares so much of herself and her journey. And mm-hmm. um, I can't wait for when you come down here so you can meet her. I can't wait to meet her. I cannot wait. Everything that you explained, like, I need that. Just, yeah, you feel it. When you're in her presence, you feel it. And I'm so blessed to have so many people in my life that are like that. Like, yes. they walk into a room and you're just like, I feel better just for the fact that they've arrived here. Right. And it, it teaches you to be the same and to, to um, you know, to develop that in yourself and to um, inspire that in other people. Because, you right. know, you know what it feels like and so you want to be that for other people so i think that that's huge 
really huge. And, I, and you know, the thing that I hope that people take with them and take away from this is just, um, we are all creating our story every day. You're, you yes. are the author of your story every single day. And mm -hmm. the minute that you sit back and you wait for someone else to write a happy ending or mm -hmm. what have you, you're going to be sorely disappointed. Right. They didn't get the script. Like no one has the script that you have in your head about how this should all right. go, right? And you haven't given anyone the script. You haven't told them what their lines are. You haven't set the scene. You haven't said what the environment's supposed to look like. And then you show up and you're disappointed. Right. That you know, is. You know, just kind of taking control of some of those things and determining what it is that you're trying to call into your life and what it is that you're trying to have happen and setting yes. the intention of that. Because once you start stepping into your power, mm -hmm. your intentions are all magnified. You have to be careful of what you say. You have to be careful of what you think. Yes. Um, you, you don't even understand the, the magnitude of, in, to which your intentions can be magnified. And mm -hmm. um, you really, really have to be very, very careful and uh, mindful. Mindful, yeah. I guess, better than uh, careful. We are your thoughts. very powerful creators yeah. and um, constant. You know, we create both the good and the bad, and and we do. We a lot of times want to um, take credit for the good that we create, and then we want to <laughs> find the bad to someone else. And that's how right. it works, you know? And the further you get on your journey, you realize all the times that you called this chaos into your space. You realize this, the ways that you did it, you know? Because right. if you're looking at it and you're looking at it from an un, un, unenlightened place, then you yeah. think these things just happen to you. But um, we called a lot of our experiences to us. We have. And we're all a reflection of one another. So whether we like it or don't like it is we are each other's reflection. And so the people that we are around are the people we attracted. And so that's how you can um, gauge how well you're doing is check out your environment and the people you've attracted, right? <laughs> and people are attracted to light too, you know? Yes. So you have to be very mindful and very thoughtful and, um, I tell people to think about their aura, like uh, if you got invited to like the best white party, all white, you know, the dinner and yes. or what have you, and you went and you got your outfit, you got your hat, your bag, your this, your that, you would be so careful about where you went, who you sat next to, <laughs> like all of that. Like oh. you would be so careful, but that's our aura. That yes. is aura. So if we start thinking about our aura like that, um, and the fact that we're little lint rollers that just go around just collecting stuff, and you're careful where you go, where you sit, who you're around. Yes. Um, because it's all so impactful. It's all so impactful. Very I, I, I love that because we know that white will attract dirt. <laughs> it's like this dirt wasn't here. Like, like, like what happened? The minute you put it on, you're like, this has a shelf life. This has a shelf life. Or somebody this come and step on your foot. Are we taking pictures? I'm going to put this on like right. seconds before you snap because oh, I'm no. a clumsy somebody. 
you know, and uh, that's why you normally will see me with stuff that has patterns because I right. know somebody and uh, right. forgiving is way more forgiving. Way um, more forgiving. Yeah. Um, thank you, sister. Um, it's been so, it's been a pleasure, beautiful energy. And one thing I know is that um, people will want to know how to contact you, right? Um, what is the best way for people to know where you're at and what's coming up next for you? Um, if you check out, well, you know what, the best way is the Instagram account that I don't really use. Um, no, um, <laughs> well, yes, Instagram is uh, beautiful, B-E-Y-O-U-T-I-F-U-L dot mm -hmm. soul on Instagram. And then my website is beautiful, B-E-Y-O-U-T-I-F-U-L, auras, A-U-R-A-S dot com. And you can check out the website, make an appointment, um, schedule some time, and then all my phone numbers and all that stuff is on there too. I love it. So do you have anything special that's coming up that you would like the viewers to check out or see if they would like to attend or... Yeah, for I'm sure. And link, um, if you go to the website or to the Instagram in my bio, there's a link to, I have a retreat coming up in Costa Rica. It's called The Soul Unchained. And um, her name is Latifa Fleming that writes it. And she's one of Yahoo's like, best retreat leaders or what have you. Um, she does international oh, wow. retreats. And so she's got one coming up in Costa Rica and she asked me to come and do the aura photography. So I'm super, super excited about that. Um, and uh, I'm going to be doing your retreat in September. Yes, you guys check her out at our retreat in September. We don't know the location yet or the date, we're but we're working, we, we're working out. It's, it's all coming. It's all coming. And so when I first met Nikki, I knew that, I think I even told you, I was like, I'll see you again. You did. You did. I'll you see you again. It. it was so funny because when you called and you left the message and then we chatted on the phone and I was just like, oh, this is going to be dope. I'm so excited. <laughs> like, I have no idea what all is going to um, unfold. Know, yes. Cool, but I'm here for it. I am here for it. I think that um, you and Graciela and all the yes. group just um, such beautiful, beautiful energy and yes. um, pure, you know what I mean? Like, and, and it was so great to see you all as a group because just even coming in the door, I told you guys, like it's group energy. Like it's like, it's all one. It was just all yes. Beautiful when you guys came in and how you play off of each other and and each member of your group is like um it's like a beautiful pendant with all these different charms right <laughs> gems gemstones or what have you and again a situation where people are more powerful in a group than as individuals it's like yes. you come together your big transformer <laughs> right that is absolutely right. That is absolutely right. Cool. I mean, and and so I was. I left and I came. Um, my mom lives in in Law Suite in my home, and so I came home and I was like, "Mom, I met these ladies. They were so awesome." And, <laughs> um, you know, I, I just feel so blessed that this is the work that I do. That I get to yeah. meet people like you and and call it work. 
Right. It's like, and, and every time that I'm having that kind of movement, I will flashback sitting in that parking lot and calling out, you no. know, and, and knowing that the, that I wanted something else. I wanted something different from myself. And I, this was not the life that I wanted. I didn't want to have to go sit in somebody's office and Mm-mm. really have a thing about fluorescent lights. I can't stand them. So they used to always be like, your office is so dark because I would have lamps instead of the overheads and right. Um, and it's so nice to have an office that I actually love going to. Um, I love so beautiful outside, and you know, it's just um, if you had told me before that I would have an office and I would like it and I would, you know, really enjoy being there and and look forward to going in and look forward to days that I thought I was off and somebody calls and says that they want an appointment, um, right? I wouldn't have believed it and. And now I do work that is so fulfilling. Um, I'm still able to do some work in the branding and um, uh, experiential marketing fields, but it's remote work. So um, I'm able to travel and, and have different scenery. I don't have to keep having the same day over and over. So I'm grateful for all of that. You know, it's, it's so huge to be able to really like the life that you've created and yeah. to um, be able to fully inhabit it because it is what you want. So I'm very, very grateful. I couldn't, <laughs> I can't even overstate um, that I'm happy to move, be moving into this season of my life. The things are really coming together. Um, my relationship with my son's been restored. Um, yes. so many other uh, things are coming together. And I'm just so thankful. I'm so grateful. Grateful is definitely my word. I love it. You're like a spiritual doula. And the reason why I use the word doula is because, um, you know, with a doula, it's different from a nurse or a doctor because they allow you to show up when you arrive. They're not, they're not looking at the clock like, you got 15 minutes. And if you're 15 right. minutes, that's your whole appointment. And we have nothing else because you know your appointment only lasts for 15 minutes. So if you're 15 minutes late. Right, the but they're going to charge you the same price as right. if you had to labor every time you show and, up. Um, and what I love about you, Nikki, is that with this interview and and when we're going to show up as a group of Ladies of the Light, take our aura photo, you're always so patient and so kind and um, never rushing. It's like, just take your time. It's all going to work out. It's going to be okay. So you are, in my eyes, like a spiritual doula. <laughs> I love that. Um, <laughs> I, and, and I appreciate that. It, you know, because honestly, I've just gotten to a point where I know that that's the truth. I know yeah. that there's no rushing. There's no need to rush anything. There's no need to set, you know, well, this is what's going to happen today. And da, 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 da. like, you could say that all day. And spirit will be like, nah, girlfriend, that's not what we're going to do today. So, right. Um, you know, like now I, <laughs> now I show up and I'm like, let's see how this is going to unfold. Right. And I know it's going to be great. And I know that I'm going to be better for it because I'm selective about where I go and who I want to be around, you know? So I know that when I show up, I know that spirit has an amazing experience in store for me. I know that, um, words are going to be said by me and by other people that are not our own, that we are just merely conduits and that um, the information that needs to be shared is going to be shared. 
you know, when you right. kind of can leave space for things to be what they are instead of trying to force them to be what you want them to be, then yeah. all the magic happens. And I'm all about magic. Like I, if, if it's bittersweet, if it's uh, not magic, if it's, you know, it's just something to do. I'm not interested. Right. I'm just not interested. I, I, I want all the magic. <laughs> all the magic um i've done enough bittersweet i feel mm. that i've done enough bittersweet i don't want where i'm waiting for the other shoe to drop right i i i've done that I, i've done that for a really long time and i don't have the energy to do it anymore so mm. now i've been creating and it's so funny because you know you can tell the universe what you want and also what you don't want like i just I don't want to do that anymore. I don't want to not feel valued. I don't want to um, constantly feel questioned. You know, I just, I, I decided what I didn't want as much as what I did want. And right. With being more, way more intentional and being like, yeah, no, no, no. And uh, my friend Chances is hilarious. Um, if you want to laugh, follow Chances. <laughs> But he says all the time, he's like, learn to smell the broken, the broken. <laughs> learn to what? He goes, learn to smell the broke and the broken. Oh. And um, and he's like, you know, he's always joking and stuff. But, you know, he, everything he says is, is said with a bit of mirth. But um, but it but it always has a, a grain of truth in it too, and it's learning to identify, you know, those energy leeches, those um, people that are not in a position to add any value, or mm -hmm. um, you know, and and that's not to say that everyone must always add value, but when you right. are the one that's always adding value, that's a very very disempowering place to be. So mm -hmm. um, while you may be the sun in a lot of the situations that you go to, you have to go to places where you're getting some of that back because right. you just don't have it to give. That's true. You got to allow the sun rays to hit you, yeah. right? Yeah. It's, you know, it's like, energy. Oh, and you're the moon and you're reflecting the sun everywhere you go or whatever. And then <laughs> you're just like, wait a minute. I'm like too. Oh, I'm so cold. <laughs> I gave away all my heat. I gave away all my light, and mm -hmm. you know we've all been in those situations where you gave it all away. Yes, you gave it all away, and you don't have anybody to thank for that but yourself. But now is the time to make a difference, and to make different choices, and to you know call it all back, call it all back, all back. Because at any point we have the chance, the the opportunity to reset and to. Um, and to to make a change just to do something different we we can re we can reset and and do all of those things at any point it's just knowing that it's knowing that our energy is constantly waiting to reset it's it's knowing that um we are called to have these amazing experiences we are not called to sit here and live these little you know lives where we follow everyone else and we do right like that's not what we're here for we just are not here to have that experience wow i love that you know it's the minute that you like really feel that in your bones your whole life changes you're like oh 
and you're not realizing that you are lighting the path path for others you right are once you realize that it's so empowering because then you feel like oh i can't quit i can't screw this up because there is all these other people so yeah I remind myself constantly. I remind myself constantly, like, keep going. Like, there's people that will not stop because you didn't stop. So keep yes. going. And, keep um, going. Yeah. I love and there's people showing me. So, you know, I can't stop if you didn't stop. <laughs> it's, a, it's always a teach-learn experience, yeah, right? And, oh, always. And I love that very often I get to be the teacher and the student all at the same time. Yes. I'm grateful for that. I'm grateful for that. I never think that there's anything I, I can't learn or, you know, or I've already learned that. So there's no value. Right. Um, because a lot of lessons that we learn, we forget. So it's important to be reminded sometimes. Sometimes you think that you know something. And if you really look at the way you've been living somewhere along the line, the lesson kind of fell out. So. Right. Really important. I love it. I think that's a great way to end. Yes. Amazing. Um, thank you so much, Nikki. You know, we can we can talk all day. <laughs> we still have to we'll have to catch up about your um, you know, about your trip here and, and all that. Yeah. Uh, yeah, so we we will definitely talk about that because um it's gonna be a lovely experience. Like okay. like always okay. we are Regardless, I'm coming to see you. We are coming. Yes, yes we're definitely going to hang out. You're going to meet your other tribe members. Yes. There's we're going to do some outside of work. <laughs> yes, there are so many dope women. There's um, a friend of mine is that, that I met through this. Um, I met a tea sommelier. Uh, she, creates all of, uh, she creates a line of teas. Does she do tea ceremonies? Mm-hmm. And... Ooh. Um, and I, I met a cannabis cook that does infused dinner parties that yeah. she, um, yeah. So you know, you're just, I'm constantly meeting really cool people. You never know, you never know. And it's a it's beautiful, if we just, like you said, stay open and always unfold as we go along instead of closing ourselves up, uh-huh. right? Curious, like let that little kid in you out, that one that's like, oh really, how come? How did you do that, why? or what have you, because um, people like talking about themselves and you can learn so much if you're curious about them and you ask questions, how did you get into that? Why, what made you do that? Or what have you? And you'd be surprised at the answers. You'd be surprised how they got there. You'd be surprised what you have in common. That part, you'd be shocked how people got where they are. You always see the finished product and you think, oh, uh, you know, they must not have anything that they've ever dealt with or, Nah. <laughs> I, I, I am triumphs and traumas held together with God's shape. It's in the light all together. So that's, that's all we do. That's yeah. all we do. So thank you so much, Nikki. Thank you for showing up always as you. So kind and just so forgiving to yourself and to others and being the light that you are. We, we thank you. And thank you everyone for showing up and and listen listening to us speak um nikki would you like to have the last word is there anything else that we might have missed that you want everyone to know nope just i am wishing you all continued peace and blessings on your journey know that even if you tumble and fall down today you have the ability to get up tomorrow and you have an entire um 
group of people that are just cheering you on, whether you're aware of it or not. We, your soul family are, is out here just, just cheering you on and hoping that you're being successful every day. I love it. Thank you so much, Nikki. Thank you, everyone. Goodbye. Sending love, sending light. We love you guys. Thanks for listening.